For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. following program are pre-recorded. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bach, along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's corner drugstore, and... Kevin, uh, we're going to talk about multivitamins today. We are. Yeah. So we talk about the overall picture and how supplements play in. We talked about that a lot. Um, and because you're helping one system, which works with another system, which, okay, multivitamins versus somebody like me who takes this and this and that and this and this and this, and I get a handful of supplements in the morning. Yeah. Um, rather than the one-size-fits-all multivitamin. All right, explain the difference. Okay, so to me, a multivitamin is your foundation. I, I, I think everybody should take a good one-a-day multivitamin. The one I take is two tablets in the morning. So it, to me, it's kind of your nutritional insurance. Um, you're, you, it, it, it covers the nutritional gaps in our diet, in our supplement regimen. Um, a good multivitamin is going to have vitamins, minerals, micronutrients. Um, I like plant-derived multivitamins. Uh, they're called phyto. Phyto means plant. So a phyto multivitamin, they're, they're more readily absorbed. Now, that doesn't, need, doesn't mean we don't need to fill in some of those gaps. In your situation where you're taking a handful of things, you're we'll, we'll get to you're, why here in a second. Yeah, you're targeting specific things. And towards the end, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what are some of the other things that are important to include. Um, but for many who really aren't doing any kind of a supplemental or a vitamin regimen, I think at least patients should take a really good multivitamin. Okay, so... When I take all my vitamins and minerals and supplements in the morning, part of the reason I do that is because I'm not a big breakfast eater. If I take a multivitamin, I get nauseous. I, it, it's too much for my system. Sure. If I take them all independently, because that handful of supplements that I'm taking is basically a multivitamin. But in multivitamin form, I so there's right ways and wrong ways to take it, and I just don't take them the right way. Right, and 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 if you think about the term vitamin, um, part part of the meaning of vitamin is the vitality that you attain from taking a vitamin or a multivitamin. It's hard not to think about that Lucille Ball skit as yeah. the vitamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but 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 
But vitamins are meant to be taken in the morning, so they give us vitality through the day. Minerals typically are work better during the night, and minerals sometimes are an add-on, but minerals, micronutrients and minerals in a multivitamin, multimineral are important for the the structure of your day as well. But those really should be done in the morning, and they should be taken with breakfast. Got to have food. Yeah, yeah, because... You're, the the absorption of the nutrients, and we talk about this a lot, the quality of the nutrients, the absorption, that's going to happen more efficiently if you have a digestive process going on. You're breaking down those nutrients so they can cross the barriers to get into your system. So they should really be a supplement to what you're eating. You sh- you, your multivitamin shouldn't be your breakfast. It should just supplement what what your breakfast mean you may not get all the nutrients you need even in a good balanced breakfast again it's that nutritional insurance there's some gaps in there that assures you're you're filling in those gaps and it and and it and it doesn't take a lot so a really good multivitamin doesn't have large amounts people ask all the time i'm taking this multivitamin so i'm getting enough calcium well probably not because minerals take up space, so you have to add on t- to those things. The more minerals you need. add, the bigger the pill, basically. The, yep. If you look at bone-building formulas that people take, they're huge because they take up space, and it takes a fair amount of minerals to really give us substance for things like bone health or magnesium, which is important for so many things. So there's not there's typically not enough of those in a multivitamin. But if people aren't embarking on a regimen, at least that multivitamin gives you those micronutrients. So in somebody's case like me, grabbing a protein shake as I'm running out the door, or you know, if, if I have time, I'll make a protein shake, I'll make a smoothie with, you know, throw a banana in there and a right. few other things. Um, where is it best to... Because you know, f- in my case, I... You know, I get nauseous because I don't eat breakfast, so I'm not getting the right absorption with it. So that stuff's just sitting there, which right. can cause some stomach irritations and, and, as and, well. And, and some new, some vitamins that are acidic. You look at vitamin C; it's ascorbic acid, so it has an acidity component. So it can be upsetting to the GI tract. Um, I would suggest with something like a protein smoothie that you make sure that the smoothie you're ingesting has some vitamins and nutrients in it. So you can get a more full balanced protein powder than just the protein and maybe a few carbs with some added nutrients. So I use one called healthy drink. So it's vitamins, minerals, amino acids, protein. Um, it's got some carbs in it. It's got, it's got some plant, um, plant-based nu- nu- nutrients. So there's a lot of different delivery methods for what we'll call a multivitamin. So Very much so. There, there's powders you can add to a smoothie or a, yep. uh, a protein shake. There's the shake itself. There's the single vitamin, or you can grab a handful of stuff like I do, but I, I got to do that with a smoothie. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot of ways, but it's important that you get some professional guidance to make sure that you, you're getting balanced. So... I also like things like fruits and greens, which are, they're like freeze-dried vegetables and fruits. Now, the healthy drink has that included in it. Um, But for a long time, I would just add a scoop of fruits and greens to my smoothie in the morning. Um, And your fruits and greens, 
high in antioxidants, they're high in micronutrients. There's, there's a lot of nutrition in that. So again, we're trying to fill in the gaps that we might not be getting with our basic diet. We're talking with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bang along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. We're talking with Kevin Oberlander, and uh, we're talking about vitamins right now, and and a good supplemental package. So um, whether it's in a pill form, a powder form, um, something you add on to a protein shake or a smoothie, there's a lot of different delivery methods out there. Um, But what should people be looking for that goes into whatever that delivery method is? Um, Say I'm going to take a pill. I'm going to take a multivitamin. What should be in there? Um, Well, it should be a full spectrum. should have some antioxidants. Um, some, some minerals like we talked about, calcium, magnesium. Um, make sure that if it's got iron in it, that you need iron. Um, not everybody needs iron. So our multivitamins are going to be without iron, with iron. Um, typically, there's not a lot of iron in a multivitamin, but sometimes people shouldn't take iron. It ties up, it can tie up your oxygen. Um, so it's important that you understand somewhat of what your needs are. Okay, so a lot of people will just go to the store and grab, oh, hey, it says multivitamin on the shelf, yeah. on the bottle. And they think, okay, I'm, I'm doing well. But like you said, with the iron, you know, if you've got a little bit depleted oxygen level, again, things interact with other systems. And that's why you really should discuss with your medical provider any regimen of supplements that you're looking at taking. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting to me. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, we see so many of the large manufacturers jumping on this supplemental bandwagon. Um, so you'll see them advertising the importance of multivitamins. And when, when I look at the nutrients in there, it's minimal compared to what I would consider a really, really good high quality multivitamin. So you want you want to make sure that vitamin A is really important. Even though vitamin C is usually an add-on because of um, its antioxidant, its immune support, helps with collagen synthesis, um, vitamin D. Vitamin D should be in your multivitamin. Um, usually there's not enough. So you need to understand what's your vitamin D level. Am I getting enough vitamin D in my multivitamin? So is is that also an add-on? Is there any danger with these of overdoing? You mentioned the iron. A lot of it is more the mineral side of things. But um, if you're taking too much vitamin D or too much vitamin C or too much vitamin B or some of these other vitamins... Can you overdo it? Oh, absolutely. You can overdo anything. I mean, and and some people do. But 
if you look at the balance and the nutrients in a really good multivitamin, typically you're not, you shouldn't have to be worried about overdoing anything. Again, we're talking about filling in Just the gaps. Just a supplement. Yeah, we're talking about filling in the gaps that we may not be getting with our um, in, in our diet. This isn't and, your meal <laughs> pill like the astronauts take that's got no. everything in it. No. no, by by no means. No. This is a supplement. Yes, and sometimes the absorption of the nutrients from our foods is compromised as we age and we lose the digestive process. So even if we feel like we're eating a really good balanced diet we may not be getting the nutrients we need because we're not absorbing those nutrients efficiently. Well, I was going to talk to you about the the product because we talk about this all the time on the quality of what you're putting into your system. And that quality plays into the absorption rate. So, hey, I can buy this $3 bottle of multivitamins, but is the quality there and the delivery method such that I'm getting all of that absorbed or is your body not absorbing some of that and sloughing out? Maybe you're better going with the $5 bottle or whatever that number is because of the quality of the materials that are in there and the ability for your body to absorb that. That, That's a big part of this. It is a big part of it. Or the $35 bottle of multivitamin because... That you're taking less of. Right. And, And... the the companies that we work with, um, we research them heavily to make sure that the qualities there have been to some of these facilities to look at the process. Because if you're spending $10 on a bottle of multivitamins, but you're not absorbing any of it, right. you're just throwing $10 you can out, throw the $10 out the window. You throw $10 out the window. Pay for what you get. Yep, yep. And, and sometimes you look at the nutritional facts, and I... I I frown sometimes when I look at some of these inexpensive multivitamins because their nutrient amount is so low that it really isn't playing a role that's going to help our overall health. So you have to look at the, you know, the nutrients, the the daily allowance um, percentages. Sometimes those seem high, um, but your your daily allowance percentages are kind of old numbers. So you might see a vitamin, multivitamin that the say the B1 is 150% of your daily allowance. Um, but that, that those are old numbers and, and that doesn't bother me. I like to see those percentages high, especially in water soluble vitamins. Um, most of our vitamins and minerals are water soluble. So your body's gonna excrete what it doesn't need. So. One of my mentors, Dr. Hintz, used to talk about the milk pail. He wanted to fill the milk pail full so that it spilled over. And he he took that opinion with his supplemental regimens is let's make sure we're spilling over. Let's make sure we've got enough and we're feeding the cells adequately and there's some left over that we're excreting. And I was in a lecture one time with him and there was a physician in the audience and he said something about... Dr. Hintz, all you're doing is making expensive urine. Um, and and, and Jack, Jack was a really smart guy, and he knew this guy was a physician, and he asked, and I don't remember the drug anymore, and he says, do you prescribe this drug? And the guy said, I absolutely prescribe it all the time. And he goes, do you know how it's excreted from the body? It, 90% of it's taken out by the kidney filtration, So, and the drug is expensive. So you're making a lot more expensive urine than I am with my <laughs> supplemental regimens. And, and, and the guy got up and walked out. 
<laughs> so 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 when 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 I'm talking to people and we're looking at a really good high quality multivitamin, I want to make sure that there's adequate B vitamins in there. Um, B's help you convert food into energy. Um, B1 is one of those. B2 is helps with energy energy production. B3 is energy production, cardiovascular health. Um, B5 and B6 are adaptogens. They help our body adapt to stressors. Um, biotin B7 supports metabolism, and it's important for healthy hair, skin, and nails. Um, folate is really important. Red blood cell formation. Um, cobalamin, which is B12, is vital for nerve function. But it, it's also important to look at what, so what's the cobalamin? Is it cyanocobalamin or is it methylcobalamin? Cyanocobalamin is a very inexpensive form of B12, but that cyano is a cyanide molecule. So your liver has to cleave off that cyanide and your liver is responsible for methylating that to make it active. So why not take it already activated? So it's absorbed better, it works much more efficient. B5 and B6, B5, P5P is the activated form of B5. So we're going to look for those multivitamins that have those activated forms of vitamins. So it's almost like they're already run through your system and they're ready to go to work. So they're already activated. So again, quality matters. Right, and right. making sure that you're getting the right supplements for the right absorption. So... Um, you know, that includes delivery method, the quality of the product, all this that goes in. Again, before starting any supplement program, you should talk to a healthcare provider and see what you really need and what you don't need. And, and you know, do you have the pieces in place, those building blocks that are going to allow for good absorption? Because right. maybe, hey, I, I'm feeling a little sluggish. I need a, a B vitamin. Well, yeah, but can you absorb that? Is there something else underlying? And right. we talk about that all the time. We're talking with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Follow us on Twitter. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Us on Facebook, Super Talk 1270. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bike along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. And we're talking about multivitamins and vitamins and supplements this morning. Um, I want to come back to the quality side of stuff because quality matters because that plays directly into absorption. Um, we know what you should have, but most people, if they pick up a bottle of multivitamins off the store shelf, they're going, okay. Uh, it's got this, 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 and they're reading the numbers on the back and the percentages, and they really don't know what any of that means, but over 100% must be a good thing, even though you don't know whether or not that's what your body needs. What should you be looking for that shouldn't be on there, though? Because a lot, especially on the cheaper lines, fillers. 
sugars yeah. Oh, yeah. and coloring and there's so much of stuff that's not needed that they put in there like um, my wife has this tendency to buy the chewable vitamin yeah. c's and the yeah. chewable uh turmeric and the gummies and uh, it's, a, it's a lot of extra sugar a, a lot pet, of it's a pet peeve it's candy yeah gummies are somewhat of a pet peeve you know now i see advertising you can get fiber in your diet with a gummy Really? <laughs> You're going to eat candy for a yeah. fiber. Yeah. How about just eating some fibrous foods yeah. and staying hydrated? Um, yeah, you, have, yeah you, you do have to be careful, and it, and, it, and it really goes back to understanding, understanding the labels, working with a professional that can guide you through that. Um, we have to be careful about some excessive nutrients. Some, some of these companies, they just, they just go overboard. Um, you have to be careful about artificial colors and flavors and preservatives. You know, if you can't pronounce the word on one of the ingredients, it probably isn't good for you. Um, and and you'd be surprised what some of these companies put in their multivitamins. And you would be surprised at some of the things that I read because I read a lot about this, you know, boards of pharmacy, departments of health, buying especially things that are being sold on the internet, these, com- the, these regulatory agencies buying these products and then doing their own testing on them. Um, there was a company out of New York that was very popular because people love the energy that they got um, and the stamina that they got from the multivitamin. And uh, I, I believe the New York Board of Pharmacy bought some and had an independent lab to evaluate the ingredients some had nothing in it. They were just rice flour in the capsules. And some had steroids. Some literally had some steroids hidden inside of their multivitamin that wasn't listed on the label. That's incredibly dangerous. Um, I talked to a guy not too long ago who was buying some tea and how great he felt with it until he found out through some research that it had dexamethasone in it. Dexamethasone's a steroid. You should not take it long term. When he quit taking it because he was fearful of ingesting it, he was sick for a couple of weeks because of suddenly he took that steroid away. He had depleted his adrenal function and he felt horrible for almost a month until his body readjusted to not getting that hidden steroid that was in the tea that he was drinking. So it's super, super important that you understand what you're buying, who you're buying it from, can you trust them? Um, and that's, that's, that's something that pharmacies like ours and professionals like the people we work with work really hard at. Um, added sugars, um, added sweeteners, fillers and binders. And you want to make sure, and, and, you know, our public's pretty smart. And when, when we're offering them something, one of the questions we're always hearing is, does it have gluten? Does it have soy? It does it have dairy because they're looking for those things to not be included in that multivitamin um, so that they're not ingesting something that they, they either have an allergy to or is bothersome to their health. But how much of that is a small segment of the educated public? Because, oh, yeah, I, I, again, preach this all the time. You need to be your biggest advocate for your triad of care. The only way you can do that is you have to enlighten yourself. You have to gain knowledge in what, 
So you can bring something to your healthcare provider and go, okay, this is what's going on. Um, this is what I think. What are we doing here? Okay, so th- to me, that seems like a small segment of the population that goes that far because right. and we, we tend to be a little lazy. And we're There's f- a pill for that. We're, we're, we're pretty fortunate in our situation that our, our patient population does seem to be pretty well-educated. So when they're looking for something, they are asking the right questions. But that, that's, you're right. That's a, that's a small sample of the people that are buying stuff, where they're buying it, using their mouse to click on something that they feel is really going to drive their health. I, I see it every day. I get phone calls all the time. I just bought this. Do you think it's any good? Well, I don't know the company. I need to see the supplemental drug fact box on the label. And do I even... Maybe you should have talked to me before you bought it. And do I even trust that information? Do I trust the information that's on the label because I've never heard of the company. I've never heard of the product. Um, There was a... a, Again, I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I saw an ad this weekend for... Um, a company called Metagenics, who we use a lot of, and I've never seen a TV ad from them before. And they were touting, and they showed a bottle of Phyto Multi Daily, which is our best, I think it's our best multivitamin. We have it private labeled in our line from Metagenics. Um, but I'm watching that going, wow, there's there's a company that has a great reputation that's trying to help the public doing some advertising, um, which you just don't see. These companies really don't do that. Um, they're, they're, they're working hard and they're diligent about the raw materials, assessing the value of the ingredients that they're buying because they come from across the globe. Um, these companies have people like meteorologists on staff who study the world weather patterns. So if they're buying a nutrient for a supplement, they want to make sure that it's grown in the right type of environment, elevation, humidity, growing season. And once they buy that, they have chemical departments who assay the quality of that to make sure what they told they were getting is what they got, which is a big deal. All comes back to quality control, it, it does. which plays into the ability and, for your body to absorb. And, and if it doesn't meet the standards that they have, they sell it back to the marketplace. So it works its way down the chain until somebody actually uses it in their supplement. So it's much, much less quality. It costs them a whole lot less because um, as it worked through the, the system... It was found to be degraded or it wasn't high quality, so the the cost is less. The other important thing that these companies do is once they put those ingredients through the process of a finished dosage form, whether it's a powder, a capsule, a tablet, a liquid, they assay their finished product as well to make sure that their manufacturing process didn't degrade the ingredients for some unknown reason. So there's a lot of effort that goes in to these companies like a, a company called Metagenics. I've been to their facility in Gig Harbor, uh, Washington. It's an amazing facility, um, but it's n- it's not that different than the other four or five companies that we utilize. We're talking with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, talking about vitamins and supplements this morning. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Doc 1270, I'm Steve Bike, along with Kevin Overlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. All right, we're talking about multivitamins and supplements and, and you know some of the things that you shouldn't be seeing in there, like the added sugars, the colors, the fillers. The glutens, the soy. Yeah, yeah. The, the stuff that you're really not getting a benefit out of. What should people look for? What, what, what should be on that label and what should not be on that label? Well, we, we always look for... Gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free. Um, Comes back to the manufacturer of that yes. supplement. Yep. Um, and then we'll look at things like some of the preservatives because they do need to be preserved in, in a certain way. Um, people want big bottles sometimes. I really like this, but can I get it in a bigger bottle? And the approach from the manufacturer... Warehouse stores, give me the bottle. Yeah, What's yeah, the yeah. biggest? Because that... 0.2 cents cheaper per pill, uh, I'm getting a better deal. But the... But are you? The, right. The, but the focus <laughs> of the companies that we work with is going to be quality and fresh. So they don't... They're, they're usually packaging their things in a month's supply. Um, they're, they're trying to make sure that these things are turned over efficiently. So, so there's not 180 in a bottle. There's I'm guilty 30. of this. And I wonder how many other people have gone and and when you buy milk, you tend to go, okay, what's the furthest out date? Okay, that'll last a little bit longer. There's an expiration date on vitamins. How many people look at that? I, I, I don't think I've ever looked at that when I've grabbed something off the shelf. And and some things don't have an expiration date because the the encapsulation in the ingredients that are used, like some of our probiotics, they don't have an expiration date because... They're dormant at the time they're packaged. So, again, it's important that people are buying some quality understanding that if it has an expiration date on it, it might not be very long because the freshness of, of what they're buying is very important. Um, and it's just the understanding and what to look for and not just... You know, not just grabbing a bottle because it looks familiar because it was on a TV screen. I think it's important that you really, really understand the importance of what's in that product, what you're taking. You're taking it every day. So let, let's let's take them to help our health instead of jeopardize our health. So again, what should people be looking for, for that should be on there, shouldn't be on there? Well, again, I think it goes back to the the type of vitamin we talked about the b vitamins what what types are there um is it is it the methylcobalamin is it the p5p i hear cyanide and that actually scares the hell oh, out yeah, of me i'm yeah. like so, why would you take something that your body has to work extra hard to get rid of something that you know you think of cyanide and that's it's a toxin so b12 is a co- it's a cobalamin but it doesn't come in the cobalamin form it comes in a salt form so cyanocobalamin is one of your B12 vitamins. 
less expensive, but your body's got to convert it to its active form. Um, you're, so li- you're getting the full absorption. Well, and or, or the activation. And some some people need methyl donors. Um, there's there there's there's a there's a test that some of our holistic practitioners do to look for a cer- certain type of a SNP um, that shows that they are poor methylators. So even even the foods that they're eating, their body's not activating them, so they're not getting the nutritional value because they have this SNP deficiency and part of their mostly part of their liver. Because everything we ingest is going to run through your liver. Your liver is going to decide: Do I need it? Do I filter it out? Do I activate it? <clears throat> so, it, again, it's important to understand if you're somebody that needs methyl groups. How do I get that? And that is, we're looking at the labels with people all the time. And some people are coming in and saying, I just had a test done and they say I need, I have this certain SNP and I need methyl groups. So like we have a multi B vitamin called optimal methylation. So it's the B vitamins that offer methyl groups to your system because they're good for you. Um, So the, the other thing that I think people need to look for is... Is it like is there enough vitamin D? We talk about vitamin D all the time. Usually in a multivitamin, there's not a lot, so it's important that you know what your vitamin D level is, so that you can adequately supplement it, or you can make sure that you're not getting too much. But that's a, that's a blood test. That's something you need to have your physician or your prescriber order. Is that where a lot of this should start? Is because a lot of people are getting, oh, I'm feeling a little run down. I'm going to take a multivitamin. Um, but it really should start with that conversation with your healthcare provider and a simple blood test to know, okay, what's my baseline? Where am I at? And what do I really need? Oh, I think so. I think, I think it's, I think it's important. Um, but I also think it's important because we see people all the time that, um, might consider us an expert and we're not experts at anything. We're, we're just educated. Um, but (laughs) We see people all the time that feel like they need some help. Um, I I don't take a multivitamin. I feel like I need one. I'm pretty comfortable recommending one because typically they're good balanced. They're um, they're food based. They're absorbed well. They're made by high quality companies. There's not an excess of anything in there. Um, so again, it's that fill in the gaps type of thing. But there are certain things that people need to know specifically like vitamin D, like you're not going to find omega fats in a multivitamin. The oil and water don't mix. So do you have some underlying cardiovascular, inflammatory conditions, cholesterol problems where an omega-3 fish oil fatty acid can be a benefit? And if that's the case, that's, that's going to be one of these add-ins. Um, we talk a lot about our core four. There's four things that we feel most everybody should probably visit a good multivitamin, address your vitamin D levels, take an omega-3 fatty acid because most people don't get enough of the high-quality fats. And I firmly believe everybody should take a probiotic. So those are the four things. If somebody's coming in, they want to get started, they don't know where to start, we're very comfortable recommending those four things. Um, but then that needs to be part of what you're telling your physician or your prescriber that you're doing so that they can follow up and make sure that things things are running smoothly. Well, like you said, a great place to start, 
Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota yeah. Natural Health Center. Yeah. Stop in if you got questions. Uh, where do people find you, Kevin? Uh, we're at 705 East Main uh, on the corner of 7th and Main in downtown Bismarck. Downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. That's Thanks right. for coming in this morning. Absolutely. Thanks uh, for having me. This is Talk of the Town with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center on Super Talk 1270. Welcome to February 29th on the National Day Calendar. A day that marks not just the rarity of Leap Day, but also shines a light on the challenges and resilience of those living with a rare disease. Observed on the last day of February, Rare Disease Day is a moment to unite globally in support of the millions of people affected by rare diseases. The day was established to raise awareness among the general public, policymakers, public authorities, industry representatives, researchers, and health professionals. With over 300 million people worldwide living with a rare disease, this day advocates for better access to treatment and medical representation for a part of our community often overlooked. Today, we recognize the strength of those fighting rare diseases and the ongoing efforts to improve their lives and health care. So my hope is that artificial intelligence, AI, will become a big part of Rare Disease Day moving forward. I could see that. Because I think it's going to lower the cost of research, and, and I'm excited about that part of artificial intelligence. I love that. All yeah, right. I could see that. Yes. Leap Day, a quirk of the Gregorian calendar necessary to keep our clocks and calendars in alignment with the Earth's revolutions around the sun, brings its own brand of magic and tradition. It's a day of balance, and in some cultures, it's seen as a time when the usual rules don't apply. Women propose to men, and people are encouraged to take a leap of faith in various aspects of their lives. But beyond the folklore, Leap Day serves as a reminder of our planet's intricate dance through space and the marvels of timekeeping that help us navigate our lives. You're not wearing yellow and blue on Leap Day. So what? Leap Day is not a thing? Leap Day, William. Leap Day, William. Are you taking a leap of faith today? I almost feel like this is a second chance for, like, New Year's resolutions. Interesting. Why? Well, that leap of faith, right? I mean, I don't think there's much of a departure between the two. Okay. I like where you're you? going with this. I think I'm going to take a leap of faith and believe in you. Wow. <laughs> I was just thinking about chocolate souffle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Latoya Johnson. <laughs> I'm Harlow Henderson. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate every day on Destination Celebration. Is there a chocolate souffle around here somewhere that I'm smelling? What's the deal? We can go grab some. Okay. They don't call them little dividends for nothing. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Heads up, parents. We do have uh, the child tax credits, of course, back once again which is wonderful. Accountant Janice Heyman on the child and family tax credits, but you must make sure you qualify for them. That child must be your legal dependent. They can qualify if they are living with you for at least six months of the year, and they must be under age 17. And while the credit is called child and family, it's not just moms and dads who can take advantage of them. Grandparents can also qualify as long as they indeed meet all of the qualifications 
for those children to be their dependents. You can learn more about the child and family tax credits on the IRS website at irs.gov. A tax prep pro might also be of help when it comes to this credit. With today's tax tip, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. Talk of the town. Local, interesting. A lot of things going on with flood insurance in the Bismarck Mandan area and some things you need to know concerning the Missouri River and some changes that have taken place and, well, are you even going to be able to get flood insurance? Community events. Home Builders Association Parade of Homes going on started yesterday. We'll get the update on that as well this weekend on Super Talk 1270. Community organizations. I'm Steve Bakken, along with Sarah Kelsch from the Bismarck Cancer Center. But I want to talk about the mission and where the mission has gone for those that are served that are dealing with the cancer fight. What's going on in our community? That's Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. If you missed the show, check out the podcast on demand on the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town thanks our sponsors. Big Boy, Dakota Pharmacy, Benchmark Mortgage, Trademark Realty, Silver Ranch, Peak Automotive and Service, and Runnings. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. AM Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Talk of the town. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Steve Bakken, weekday mornings starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Doc 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bakken, along with Joe Sheehan, Benchmark Mortgage. Uh, Joe, of course, your mortgage planner. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good this morning. Uh, you know, a lot going on. WDA basketball starts this weekend. Starts today, as a matter of fact, uh, with the big tournament. Uh, you get the El Zagel Dusters Car Show coming up uh, on Saturday and Sunday. A lot going on in town. It's going to be a busy weekend. Should I be out looking yeah, for a house, too? Always stuff going on, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Should I be out looking for a house as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously mortgage rates ticked up a little bit. You know, we uh, originally back in December, around December 15th, we had mortgage rates ticked back into the mid-low sixes. Currently, average mortgage rate, according to the daily uh Mortgage, um, National Mortgage News is uh, 
But um, even with that um, uptick in, in rates that we've had, you know, I know a lot of people are um, – the, the actual headline is the application volume slowed as, as rates went up. I haven't experienced that, but I think that's one of the reasons why we haven't experienced that at, at, at Benchmark is the mortgage planning process because – when you know you come in and see us, and I've proven this now in the last 200 customers, um, we are able to help maximize affordability 25% over people's original expectations. It just doesn't matter what the rate is, and and so we'll talk more about that later in the show. A, a way that we can we can help you prepare for a market where the interest rates are changing as much as that. You know, with just in a couple months, where you've basically seen almost a point change in interest rates in, inside of a month and, and, and why that's the exact reason you shouldn't wait. But really what we see happening in the market is, is interest rates are trying to, they're trying to, what, what they call in the bond market, they're trying to stay on the step. They're, they're trying to, if you can see in the, there's a sideways pattern where interest rates are trying to stabilize. And the last time we did this, last time that rates did this, and they found their way back down again. And so... We're you know, hopeful that we'll see rates improve again as uh, as the spring and, and summer goes on. But I think one of the things that might be time to do is it might be time to give up the dream of rates going down and there being an opportunity to refinance. And I don't think you should buy into the market. And you have been saying this how long, Steve? I don't know. Well, you, we've been, been talking about this for a long time. You've been you saying into the market with the idea you're going to refinance. Yeah, it. throw that out the window. You've been saying that since last year. It's like it, there's a right time to get in the market, and it's when it's the right time for you. But don't, because a lot of people were telling me, I don't worry about the rates because you can just refinance. You've been saying for a long time that's probably not going to be an option, at least in the foreseeable future. So, when is the right time to get in the market? Well, when it makes financial sense for you, which you need to get rid of the idea that everything's tied to an interest rate because it's not. We've gone over that over and over and over again. My question is, and when you're looking at the market and that little uptick that we just had again, is that kind of where you're thinking the market's going to be? It's going to be a little up, a little down, a little up, a little down, um, kind of within a window. And uh, today you might save a quarter point. Tomorrow you might have to spend another quarter point. Is it just going to go back and forth yeah. for a while? Right. I think I think that's exactly right. And I, I think we're going to trade somewhere between, you know, six and a quarter, seven and a half um, in the foreseeable future. And, you know, there's been talk of, you know, there were going to be five interest rate cuts this year. Well, no, yeah, right. <laughs> well, maybe there's going to be three still. Well, <laughs> listen. If, if, if you're the Fed right now, I mean, if you look at all the data we've gotten, and, and, and why, are, why will interest rates fluctuate, as we just talked about? It's going to be whatever the inflation numbers are, folks. When we get negative inflation numbers, bond traders are going to hedge themselves against the bad news in inflation, causing rates to go up. When we get news and good news on inflation, they're going to try to take advantage of that to try to make some money and buy a little lower, and they're going to hope for something aggressive, but let's, let's be clear. There's always a rule. Don't fight the Fed. And, and the market has wanted to fight the Fed for now two years, trying to somehow think that they're going to cajole them or push them into creating more liquidity in the market to bring interest rates down. And it just isn't, if you're the Fed, you've got to be doing a victory lap right now. 
You've got to be fist pumping because you might have this, you know, this nice, easy landing that they've been talking about all along. We've got the S&P up for almost for the fourth month in a row. We just need a few more days. A few more days, you're going to have the S&P up for four months in a row. You've got consumer spending strong. Now, there's, there's, there's backstories to the, some of the stuff that is a positive, but overall still positive. Jobs numbers, positive. Employment numbers, positive. Income numbers, positive. Stock market, positive. GDP, positive. Well, I mean, it, it, why on God's green earth would you lower interest rates? And the, the, the reason that people will say that is, well, you got to lower interest rates because of the housing market. I, that's, well, that's a very selfish perspective. And it's very that's, narrow. Yeah, okay, low, low interest rates would help me, but what are low interest rates going to do except for make $250,000 houses $325,000 houses? If, if you look at right now, we don't have enough inventory. If you lower interest rates, what's it going to do? Create inventory? No. No. Well, wait, you are not going to talk somebody, who, a locked-in borrower who's currently at 3%, Five and a half is not going to be enough to talk them out of their house. You're not going to create inventory with a with unless you're going to push rates back down to the fours, the low fours. You're not going to move these locked-in borrowers. Lower interest rates in the future is just going to create incredible pressure on an already an already insufficient inventory. So if you're the Fed and you're looking at this right now, hey, you're protecting housing inventory. Everything else is positive. Why on God's green earth would you lower interest rates right now? You know, I want to come back to... I don't know. After the break, I want to come back to the interest rate side of things and what that means for builders. Um, because going back to the inventory side, is, is there a positive for builders with those interest rates coming down? Or how do you how do you look into the crystal ball and try to figure out how to get more inventory into the market? And I know that's not the Fed's job, but um, what can consumers try to look for out there. Uh, we're talking with Joe Sheehan. He is your mortgage planner over Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bach, and this is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270 with Joe Sheehan. He is your mortgage planner over Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701 400 3926. No better time to put a plan together than right now. And Joe, why should you have a plan? Because the Fed's well, got all kinds of stuff going on. Well, I just don't think you should wait for headlines that rates are dropping. I think, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I don't. I think you're missing out on tons of opportunities, and and all that's going to happen if you're waiting for rates to drop anyways is house prices are going to go up. On well, you. and those when when you're and, when you're waiting for that announcement, it's you okay now you're behind the market already because following the market, chasing a number, <laughs> that's never a good thing. You want to be ahead of the curve. You need a plan. Exactly. 
Yeah, and, and, and so what I would really encourage people to do is get into somebody like me, try to use one of the you know, half a dozen financial strategies we use to maximize affordability, and learn how to make the, today's interest rates work for you. This way you're invested in a house, you're invested in a house now at the current prices, and the outcome will be, the outcome will be is that you gain equity when interest rates do go down. And I, I think that I think that right now um, there there is room for interest rates to go down without the Fed doing anything at all. And so I, I think that's another reason why the Fed's going to wait, because typically, typically the ten-year te- Treasury and the thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage dance about one and a half points within each other. Well, the ten-year Treasury is at four point three, so currently thirty-year rates should be somewhere in the fives. But they're not. Why? Well, that's margin compression from investors trying to get the most competitive price on the bond they can get. And so there's room for those to come down. There's room for rates to come down without the Fed doing a thing as, as the trade environment continues to normalize. And like I said, if you're the Fed, you've got to be doing a victory dance right now with how good everything's going. The market's continuing to stabilize. And so our lower rates on the horizon, they are. But I wouldn't hold out for them because you might be holding off for 2025, 2026, and very well might miss some great buying opportunities where there are sellers willing to negotiate right now, especially in the price point under 400000 So that number actually is very important because you have to look at where the opportunity to buy is and where the best deal is. So, because uh, I've talked about this with, with people a lot lately is, you know, maybe we have an opportunity to get a little bit more house than what we're actually looking for because the best deal for that is a little bit out there. So instead of looking for, and I know people that have done this and they found some really good deals because the inventory is a little bit there if you're at that 550 or up versus that 450 or down. And they found some pretty good deals out there from an inventory perspective. Yeah, and, and if you're in that first-time homebuyer space, you, you not only the house deal, but in that case, our state rate on the first-time home buyers four point seven five to five point seven five, extremely competitive. So another good opportunity just sitting there if you come in and find out a way to take advantage of it. All right. So um, now I know you have questions about the builders. Yeah. So on the builders side, when you're when you're looking at interest rates. And we talk about inventory a lot and lack of inventory. And inventory is because we don't have builders building enough homes fast enough. Um, But interest rates play in on the builder side as well because when they're getting a loan for materials and costs and construction, um, whether they're working with somebody for a new construction or they're building a spec home, which you don't see a whole lot of now because of the interest rates or supply chain kind of screwed a lot of that up as well. How does this fit into the, the builder side of stuff where the interest rate, where the Fed puts that number? Well, I, I think I don't, I don't know that that's going to influence the Fed because I really think the problem for builders is is cost of construction, and, and, and despite the interest rate, I think I think the real challenge for builders is figuring out how to build a new home under six hundred thousand. Um, and 
of course, the, the buyer that we have out in the market right now really needs that house under 450. And, and it's not, it's not even simply the, it's not even simply the cost of the home, but it's the cost of the development. I mean, every time we see a new construction, what are we seeing? 15 to 25, and God help you if you're in Fargo, 30 to 50 thousand dollars of specials. Yeah. Add into the lot price. So you've got the, the cost of the lots is also one of the prohibitive factors. And if you were to make an argument about where interest rate is having the, the most negative impact in housing, it's in that price range. It's that price range over 400. Um, and especially the price range over, over 650. Okay, so I'm going to play a little. That's, where, that's uh, where we do need those move up borrowers. We do need, we do need those locked in. Those locked in borrowers are the ones who can sell their homes, have equity in them, and would move into maybe a $700,000 house. I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit because I know the answer to this and I know how the market sits on this. But you get a lot of people out there that go, well, but why don't builders just build $250,000 homes or $350,000 homes? Um, why, why can't they do that? Because if you walk in and ask for a custom built stick built home, you're, you're looking at probably five fifty um, minimum. Yep. And people go, well, but we need more of these cheaper homes on the market. So why don't they just build the $250,000 home? And the answer is. It's not fun. That's not what they say. Um, honestly, honestly, they just say you can't. They, they literally, there's no margin. There's no margin in it. Um, the, 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 when you look at, like, for example, you know, you, you were a part of this. I think this happened in, in your era of mayor where the building code changed where you had to sheet lock and fire tape. The oh, no, basement. no. That, that lid was, started right? before me because there's no way in hell I, I would have signed off on that. That, that it's the dumbest well, way think, to build a house I've ever seen. Choice. I thought that had to do with like national building. Uh, it it like turned into that, but when you've got a, a certain staff that only knows the rule book, we won't get into that. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, but but you know you were there for those yeah. conversations. That, yeah. That dramatically increased the cost of a basement. Extremely. And. Yeah, and, and because and it was so you, uh, you have to follow a code that it's something you're going to have to tear out to finish a home. Where the hell does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. It, there, so there's two there's two things that are really killing the build of the affordable house. There's two things. One, the cost of the in the, the, the environmental restrictions and the cost of developing the lots and the materials to build a house to code have has just kind of come to a minimum cost point, right? Where you just can't get to that price anymore. The other thing that, that, that's really hindering builders from doing it is consumer appetite regarding a new home. And, you know, like when you built these affordable homes once upon a time in rural districts and stuff like that, you know, the homes in Lincoln didn't all come with garages, right? Mm-mm. Um a lot of times an affordable house came with a one-car garage. Uh, a lot of times it was a two-bedroom upstairs unfinished basement. All right. All right. Hold, hold that thought right there. We're up against a break, and I want to get into this a little bit more because there's the consumer side of that to uh, go into this equation as well. We're talking with Joe Sheehan. He is your mortgage planner over at Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Special. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Doc 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bakken, and we're talking with Joe Sheehan. He is your mortgage planner over at Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. And Joe, I want to get into expectations because we started going down that road. So we're talking about affordable houses and how do builders build affordable houses? Well, it really doesn't kind of exist right now. It depends on what your tax bracket is. But okay, somebody wants an affordable house, but how complicit is the consumer out there with what their idea of an affordable house is now? Because people think, oh, there's no $250,000, $300,000 houses that are available in the market. No inventory for that. Uh, Why can't they just build that? Well, but what's an affordable house? Because you get a lot of people that think, oh, but I want this affordable house, but, oh, wait a minute. I don't want that one-stall garage. I want a three-stall garage. I I don't want the... Two bathrooms. I want four bathrooms. I, I I don't want the unfinished basement. I want the finished basement. Okay, how much expectation on the consumer side plays into the quote unquote lack of affordable housing? Yeah, I think it's huge. I think that um, I think that you you realistically um, uh. People want a minimum of two car garage, minimum, like, and I think that typically they want three. In fact, you see the design models out there on some new builds where there are literally more garage stalls than bedrooms. <laughs> That'd be and, me. I, I I would appreciate that greatly. In fact, I, I I would gladly give up a bedroom for a bigger garage or a small shop. Yeah, well, and, and, and so that that plays into, you know, pretty much... You can't really pretty much the kind of what I hear on a day-to-day basis. The minimum expectations in any house are uh, two-stall garage, three bedrooms, and at least two bathrooms. And that's a pretty tough house to build under four hundred grand. Um, and 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 once you're going to build, you're not going to get a two-car garage. It's going to be a three-stall. Yeah. I mean, three stalls almost become a standard new build. That's so the first place you now upgrade. Now you're at a three-stall garage, you're at three bedrooms, you're at two, and if you're going to have two bathrooms, you're going to have two and a half. So, <laughs> I mean, you're now at, you're now at a, you know, a, a new build that's, that there's no way you're going to keep that under 400000 You know, Joe, um, I, question, because there was this push towards smaller square footage and that, you know, the big thing in bigger cities, the tiny house phase that people kind of mm-hmm. went through. Um, so that's the other question. Consumers go, well, why can't we just... Because a lot of people, if you're doing new construction, you're looking in that 3,000 square foot range. And you get people mm-hmm. out there that are like, well, why can't you just build the 1,800 square foot house like my parents had? But that doesn't have the three big bedrooms that might have what a lot of people would consider an office now or could be that mm-hmm. third bedroom. Expectations again. Uh, people aren't mm-hmm. satisfied with an 1,800-square-foot house. 
Well, you know, even think about this. Think about the old basements. How many of the basements had egress windows in them? Yeah. Now they all have egress windows. Yeah, when I it's grew up, when I grew up, I had to sneak out of the house the old-fashioned way, get through the door. I, <laughs> my basement was in right, the right. in the bed. I I didn't have an egress window to get out of when I was uh, uh, back in high school. Yeah, if you were a naughty kid, your mom and dad put those block glass in the in your butt in there. Yeah, uh, you're, 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 you're the, the old transom windows. If there had been a fire down there, uh-huh. well, you got out. But now, now you know windows. I mean, you typically have any major room in the basement has egress windows in it. Now, that's that costs money. You know. That's digging down to the drain tile. That's installing French drains. That's, you know, now the, just the minimum requirements to build those kinds of houses versus the ones that just had basic windows in the um, basements, it, it, it drastically changes the cost of the house. And in terms of every way you're doing it, foundation, grading, drainage. So, yeah, it's, it's this, this, Construction is a, this is the one area where uh, you could argue that this is why interest rates need to improve, and maybe you could argue it, it would improve inventory. But, but well, that's not proven true either. The home builders are not ramping up building. I want to um, throw one other thing out there, build- though, too, though, Joe, because in, traditionally we've seen this as, okay, um, slab on grade and... As people age a little bit, they're looking at everything on one level and that slab on grade ranch, no basements, um, much cheaper way to build, but you don't see younger people or people with new construction wanting the slab on grade. That that seems to be something that falls into, but you know, maybe when I'm a little bit older, I'll t- at that, but I want the basement. So again... Right consumer expectations, people aren't willing to give up the basement because that's bonus room, even if they don't finish it, but that's bonus space, that's free space. Well, but that also has great cost that comes with it. A lot cheaper to do slab on gray than it is to do a poured basement with the egress windows. And now you're digging down even further to put the utilities in there and the infrastructure. So... Mm -hmm. Again, consumer expectation for affordable houses, and that plays into lack of inventory. Well, and I'll even challenge you on the slab on grade being cheaper because you start into the slab on grade, and the next thing you know, nobody can live with less than three or four bedrooms anymore. Well, to get three or four bedrooms on a slab on grade, you got to have a big lot. That's a that's that's a wide footprint. Yeah, unless you're going up. <laughs> but but then what happens with you know, people that? Because you can do two-story slab on grade, no problem. But then what happens with, with oh, I got slab on grade. Well, then I want radiant floor heating. And <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. So. Exactly. And, and, you, you, and, and here you'll see it. You'll see affordable houses that were built. You'll go out and you'll look at folks that bought these things because there have been some builders who have attempted to build affordable housing. In the past, on um, you know, uh, affordable twin homes and stuff, and and then what will happen is, in the review of those homes, five years later, they get tore apart because the countertops are cheap, or the flooring was cheap, or the well, yeah, they were sold for under two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Of course, the 
you didn't have countertops that were meant to last 20 years, you know? It wasn't, but that's the other part of the consumer expectation is that, is that I buy a brand new home in the affordable housing price range and I'm supposed to be buying something that's timeless. It's going to stand there like these old homes that were craftsmen built down in the cathedral district. All right. Great, great, well, great point. And I want to come back to that on that schedule for remodel and how you need to be reinvesting into a home. And because I think that plays into this as well. We're talking with Joe Sheehan. He is your mortgage planner over at Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk 1270. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bakken, along with Joe Sheehan. He is your mortgage planner. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. And, uh, okay, let's talk about consumer expectations on the other side, because when you're looking at investing into a home, and if you're going to try to keep that price point lower so it's affordable housing, and now you're not getting the granite countertops, you're not getting the high-end fixtures, the high-end appliances. But if you're going to get into that affordable house and have some inventory out there, because people also upgrade, oh, I want the best stainless steel appliances, or I want the granite countertops. But shouldn't that be part of the methodology? If you're going to get into an affordable home, you need to be reinvesting into that home on a certain schedule as well. So right, yeah. you know, how does that play into the affordability of homes when you're looking at the schedule of, okay, I need to upgrade a bathroom or a bedroom or a kitchen on a certain, uh, on a certain schedule? Well, I think in, I think in an aged home, the, that process starts immediately. And if you work with somebody like me, we talk about that in your mortgage. When, when, we, when, when you make an offer and you get a contract on your the home, we meet and finalize your financing plans to make sure we're accounting for, do you need money to do improvements in the home? And um, I think that's one of the things that's really important about having somebody that does more than give you a pre-approval is there are all kinds of times where people originally thought, hey, I'm going to put $50,000 down but the kind of house they wound up buying that wound up being perfect for them needs $20,000 worth of work. And so by, by, by maximizing affordability, we're able to keep cash in hand, make those improvements immediately so that, so that people aren't putting those things down the road while also being able to still completely afford the home. Now, what, what, what's the general schedule? So like, let's say you buy a brand new home and you move in it, and what should you be thinking? or you just remodeled, how long is your remodel good for? And I, I think it's always about 10 years. And the reason I say 10 years is regardless of whether or not you put high quality stuff in your house or not, there's style matters, right? And, and when you go to resell something, it seems like it takes about 10 years before things start dating in terms of what's popular, in terms of what's, in terms of what um, is saleable. Well. And, 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 and what people like, and so I think I think you got to you got to put your budget around revamping little by little, 
a bathroom here, a bedroom there, you know, refreshing some kitchen stuff. Great Probably example. Every, every 10 years. Great example. I mean, just a fresh coat of paint. And it's amazing how many people that get tired of a home or they're looking to, to change homes. And then that fresh coat of paint, uh, they'll throw on there right before they sell the house. Or flooring is a great example. Okay, old tired carpeting. And uh, they just live with it and hate it and hate it and hate it. And then they'll replace the flooring to sell the house. Well, why didn't you do that when you were living in the house? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Stuff wears out. Right. You know, it, it, yeah. It's amazing where people get cheap. Yep. And, and you think about even like carpet, high quality carpet that with, with great padding, they always say pads more important than the carpet. Right. But, but regardless, um, you know, what, after what, what they're designed for about, what, 15 years wear? Um, and you can see it. You go into some houses and you have this beautiful carpet that still looks great, but is dated, right? And, and probably needs to be replaced because not, not because there's anything wrong with carpet itself. So are you saying you don't like shape, that orange shag, that, that orange heavy nap shag that... <laughs> from the so, remember when Berber was so popular? Yes, I do. Everybody threw Berber down. How long was that, 20 years ago? Yeah, but, but that, that's 20. a style change. You need to upgrade. Yeah, 20 years ago, everybody had Berber, and, oh, it's durable, it's practical, it's got all design in it, hides the dirt well. Now, you can't sell a house with Berber in it. No. It just, no one will buy it. Well, I mean, they will, but I'm just saying. It, <laughs> but they're going to replace it. It's going to affect your, it's going to affect your marketability. So when you're looking at so, the marketability side of things and, and, you know, financing a home, you know, how much thought again, that consumer expectation side of things. Um, how much thought needs to go into, okay, I'm buying a house, I'm getting into an affordable house, or even if it's a higher-end house, how much thought needs to go into, I need to have money to get a schedule put together if I'm going to stay in this home long-term to update some things in the house even on new construction there are things that need to be updated on a fairly regular schedule in a home how much thought needs to go into that yeah i think you got a budget for it right away and and start you know realistically planning to replace any updated item 10 years from now um and i'm not saying it'll have to be done um but it, it depends on what your plans are you know, if you're happy with it and you're going to live in it another 10 years, hey, great, put the money somewhere else. Um, but again, you know, if you wind up trying to sell down the road, you know, I mean, that is going to, that is going to weigh into your marketability and your, and your ability to move the house sooner than later. Well, and that's part of the budget side and, of things, too, because what a lot of people do, it's like they'll have a realtor come through and go, oh, but you need to update these two bathrooms, that kitchen, and uh, the master bedroom needs paint. Okay, well, now as, as a home seller who's looking to move into a new home, now you've got a larger cost up front to try to move that home to get into the house you want. Again, planning ahead, and that's part of a plan for a realtor to come in and go, oh, you've updated the bathroom. Yep, and that one was done five years ago. And the kitchen was done yep. two years ago. And, oh, hey, you've got newer flooring. Yep, we did that three years ago because the spouse didn't like the other carpet that we had. So we replaced the carpet while we're living in it so we can enjoy it. Um, 
that's all part of the plan. That's all part of the thought process that needs to go into this. Yep. No, I, it's, um, I can't say enough that, you know, um, this is, this is why it's so important to sit down with someone who actually goes through numbers with you so that you're applying your money. I have so many people who come in and go, well, yeah, but we were told we had to put this much down, but that didn't leave us any money to fix the house. Well, that's, that probably wasn't the only strategy. That's just because all the lender did was focus on the loan and not focus on you and your house. You know, when, I'm, when, when, you, when you help somebody buy a house right with the loan, the loan needs to be about you and the house, not about me. And The relationships with the that's house. That's how we try to make it work. Yeah, and it's all part of the plan, and that's why you need a mortgage planner because there's a lot more that goes into that that maybe you don't think about. It's A lot of people get hung up on just looking at numbers, but what's the long-term goal? Are, are you going to be in that house long-term? Are you going to be in that house short-term? What are the updates you need to do to be able to make sure that your house and the equity you're building in that home continues to progress on a schedule that is part of the plan. That's why you give Joe Sheehan a call. Joe, always a pleasure, my friend. How do people get a hold of you? 701-400-3926. You know, that's the only number I've I've got memorized besides my own and my wife's. It's, it's kind of crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Sheehan, he is your mortgage planner. Give him a call. This is Talk of the Town on Super right. Talk 1270. Can't pay? Now what do you do? I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. You filed your return, and you realize you owe the IRS more than you can afford to pay right now. If you find that you can't pay the full amount by the filing deadline, and this year that deadline is April 18th, you should still file your return on time and pay as much as you can by the due date. ABC News business correspondent Alexis Christophoros says it's important to pay what you can now. That way you can avoid uh, penalty fees, late fees. You may still incur some of those, but they wouldn't be as great as if you just ignored uh, the payment. Then make arrangements to pay off the balance. Apply for an installment agreement request with the IRS. You'll be surprised to see how much the government actually wants to work with you and have you uh, pay that bill in a timely way. You may find the terms the taxman offers are better than other options like paying by credit card or taking a personal loan. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. Super Talk 1270. Welcome to the School for Startups Minute with Jim Beach. This week we are talking about ways to become more extrovert. When you go to a restaurant, sit at the bar and talk to the people next to you. Talk to the bartender. That's their job. Right out of plan. Create an action plan for how you're going to be more extroverted. Get addicted to meetup.com and start going to one new event a week. And when you're there, stand in the middle of the room and smile and find someone who's alone and talk to them. They'll appreciate it. I have one more piece of advice I'll share right after this. This is Dr. Michael Garko for Strauss Naturals. The heart is only a bit larger than a fist. Each day it pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood through 60,000 miles of blood vessels. With this extraordinary workload, I encourage you to take Strauss Heart Drops to help support a healthy cardiovascular system. The Heart Drops are backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. No questions asked. Visit StraussNaturals.com to learn more and order the Heart Drops today. Introverts spend too much time thinking about how the situation is going instead of just having fun. Don't get stuck in your head. Don't sit there self-analyzing. Listen to the people around you. Engage in the conversation and be a part of it. Don't sit there in your head. 
Get involved and be an active participant. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. This is the Pet Minute. I'm Steve Dale with animal news from around the world. Next, Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health wants you to know that your dog can be at risk of heart disease. By screening for a heart murmur, abnormal heart rhythm, or heart enlargement, your veterinarian will be able to diagnose and possibly treat these signs earlier. There are medications that can help delay the onset of congestive heart failure or manage the symptoms of heart failure once diagnosed. Talk with your veterinarian to see if your dog is at risk and schedule that ever-important annual exam. Early detection is best. Clayton and Carrie Law of Pittsburgh withdrew $4,000 for a home improvement project. The cash was one moment on the kitchen table and moments later scarfed down by their dog. Cecil, who apparently was hungry for an investment, amazingly when Cecil made his own deposit on the grass, in time the money was painstakingly recovered. Soon money laundering had a whole new meaning. For the Pet Minute, I'm Steve Dale. The Ramsey Show. How much are you paying a month in childcare? Tuition for the daycare we use is twenty-five thousand per kid. Then we pay extra for early care and aftercare. Our childcare costs are about eighty thousand a year. They're not even in school, and you're already paying twenty-five thousand a head. I mean, are they going to Harvard? We're going to take out student loans for the four-year-old. Wow. There's gold in those daycare <laughs> The Ramsey Show, starting at five p.m. weekdays on Super Talk twelve seventy. Hello, North Dakota. Joe Giganti, host of the regular Joe Show, now heard weeknights 9 to midnight here on Super Talk 1270. Together we'll tackle the hottest topics, be it politics, entertainment, or the culture, unapologetically through the lens of true conservatism, all while remembering to laugh and have a little bit of fun. You know, live life boldly. The regular Joe Show, weekday evening starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.